Welcome to Scale with Virtual Assistants, where we explore how to get support from virtual assistants so that you can grow your business and have a life. Welcome, everyone. Today, we're joined by Kristen, the founder and um, of Design Edu. Welcome, Kristen. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Carla. So, Kristen, um, tell me a little bit about where your business was when you decided to get a virtual assistant. So, I have been uh, it, with it, working within the education sector uh, since 2007, and I've been involved in multiple projects that are organisation transformation, mm. utilising design thinking. I realised that I was needing to find a new role every two to three years and that I would be better suited to actually going out on my own and providing the same kind of service I did to organisations that I was fully employed with. Yes. So I came up to the end of my contract with TAFE Digital, which is a part of TAFE New South Wales, and it was a wonderful year of, you know, hitting my stride with design thinking and helping TAFE Digital to really uh, support their learners. And so I decided two weeks before that finished that I would like to go out with a bit of a bang and um, bring in a VA to help me launch my new business um, with a thanks and farewell to TAFE Digital. Mm. I pretty much all of my clients exist on LinkedIn and it was uh, one of your articles that you wrote, Carmen, that talked about your virtual assistant can um, help you with your LinkedIn strategy and you had me at LinkedIn because yeah. I don't have the bandwidth for the strategy I don't have the discipline to write, you know, frequent articles and reach out to people and basically sell myself. So I um, I was basically uh, coming to you guys um, two weeks before I launched my business, so it hadn't even launched. Yeah. Uh, and what I love about your story, because when I spoke to you initially, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is similar to my story. So... I was working in healthcare, then I decided I want to be a healthcare consultant. And so I grew my business on LinkedIn with the support of a virtual assistant. I wasn't as smart as you though, because I got a virtual assistant after I quit my job, whereas you you got it before and, and you got that stuff in place. So I was so excited for you because I think getting support early on with this marketing stuff is is just gold and it accelerates the growth of your business. So I was really excited for you. So um, so tell me, how, how long have you been working with your virtual assistant, Monique, and you know what impact has it had so far? Oh, it's coming up to two months now. Yeah. Um, and right from the get-go, it was uh, more than I imagined. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I started uh, mid-June and I basically um, – have ha, I've been having Monique, who's my virtual assistant, um, educate me in 
um, LinkedIn strategies, proposing campaign um, scheduling and so forth. But most importantly, I had actually set up a website a year prior with the same idea of actually going out on my own. And then I got a full-time role. So I let it sit idle. And one thing that Monique um, helped me with was figuring out what my subscriptions were at, why I couldn't see my website, um, where is you know the CRM hosted, uh, what are the subscriptions? And you know, basically, she established rather than me trying to figure out why my website wasn't up and who hosted it, she just realized that my domain name had run out. And for $27 later, it was up. <laughs> so, um, you know, but where we're at at the point is it's probably more relevant to go back to the beginning because as part of design thinking, it's really important for people to tell their stories after they go through a project. And so I had interviewed seven people across Tape Digital to actually um, describe their experience of the project and what they, you know, the challenges, um, what were the benefits and, you know, where do we go from here? Because what I do is, is I come in and I build capability, yes. get them to change the way they think about doing change and then I leave because I don't need to be there anymore. So it's sort of like teaching somebody how to fish rather than giving them fish. So um, I had seven, you know, 20-minute videos and I needed to edit them down to a five-minute um, uh, video to share with the whole of TAFE Digital and beyond. Yes. And um, that's not in my wheelhouse. Really? <laughs> so. I know how to trim a video. I know how to trim, you know, for podcasts and, and so forth, but I don't know how to splice. I don't know how to overlay graphics. So that was the very first thing that Monique did for me. So I basically outsourced the last part of my job. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And so it sounds like you got, um, you know, the hook towards, hey, Monique can help me with LinkedIn, but you found all these other things that she can help you with, the domain name, the video editing um, and things like that. And I know that through the LinkedIn marketing that you and Monique have been doing over the last um, few weeks, you've had some really interesting conversations. Like tell me about sort of energy and the conversations that you're having as a result of the LinkedIn marketing. Wow, that has been mind-blowing because I'm not a hard salesperson because I don't like people selling to me on LinkedIn. Yes, like they want to connect with you and then they send you something, you know, like we, we can help your business. And so I actually ignore those requests. So I came from the perspective of networking. Yes. And I shaped that kind of message to say, would you like to catch up for a virtual coffee? Mm. I can find out more about what you do. So because I've been involved in education, um, you know, for the last decade or so, um, Monique connected me with business owners. Yeah. And that's where I just was blown away by people's stories. Mm. 
and their histories and their insights and actually describing what they do. And that's actually led to my first job. Um, So, for example, I I got um, res from Essential Need that provides meets the UN global goal of um, providing fresh water to um, any community that needs it. And so he actually asked me to have a look through their induction slides before we met so I'd have a good background about what they do because it's quite extensive. And all of a sudden I'm understanding this incredible um, work that they do globally. Mm. And I was so excited to speak to him. And then um, after he described what he's trying to do, you know, Southeast Asia, Africa, and and how to grow it locally in Australia, um, he approached me to pilot their education program, a particular role in their education program in schools in Australia. Amazing. And... um, there are other people that I've spoken to that I've decided not to keep this knowledge to myself. So now I'm actually asking them if I can write an article about them mm-hmm. after I meet them because I'd like to share what has really intrigued me and inspired me about talking to these people. Yeah. So because of my approach, I, I do believe that um, like-minded people are just connecting to actually network with people that are similarly like-minded and that's that's what's enriched you know those discussions some have been um you know sort of interesting but um some have just been amazing that i'm being connected with people doing amazing work out there yeah there is a possibility that i can help so you know a couple of the organizations um such as Proud to Play, I'm really interested in what they do, which is actually supporting LGBTQI people mm-hmm. with um, uh, getting into sports and staying in sports. And so I said, I'm there. Yeah. If you think I can help you with the analysis of you know the effectiveness of your programs, I'm there. So it's given me an opportunity to sort of cut my teeth on some work with organisations without charging. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and it's, it's fascinating, you know, to think that you're having those sort of conversations and getting a, you know, client um, a three and a half weeks after, you know, leaving your other job is amazing. And I remember when I started um, my consulting business, I just, I saw it as my job because I didn't have any work at the start. I saw it as my job to spend as much of the day talking to people as I could. So my virtual assistant was any other connection requests, you know, generating interest in discussions, things like that. And I just spent the day talking and I saw that as my job until I had operations, um, you know, to, to fulfill. So I think that's really cool. And I think also that the fact that you found a way to make LinkedIn work for you in a way that you're comfortable um, I, th- I think it's really amazing. So that that's so cool. Um, so, you know, how do you communicate with Monique? Uh, two ways. So she works part-time with me and so she's in the afternoon session. So originally I we were hooking up as she started and I thought, 
that's not helping her to land in cold without having to look at our WIP document, our work in progress document, or just settle in and establish if she has any questions for me. Um, because obviously I'm working, you know, for the first half of the day or yes. maybe I'm not. <laughs> um, so what I established was a work in progress document. So anything that occurs to me, she has a moment to just have a read through it before our meeting and we resolve those items during the meeting. So I shifted it to half an hour later mm. and we meet on Zoom and um, she's actually introduced me to Otter Pilot, which yep. actually records the conversation, takes notes, and um, enables us to, you know, capture what we discussed. So um, outside of that meeting, that doesn't necessarily happen every day, especially if I'm off doing something else. Yep. Um, so we actually go on signal together. And Monique had never been on Signal, but yeah. I um, preferred Signal because it's a quieter <laughs> and more secure um, social media platform rather than my 100 notifications coming in through WhatsApp. So um, that's just yeah. quick stuff, you know, that I can have loaded up on my computer and quickly send her a question and she can ask me a question and we can resolve it. She can send a link, a document, and so forth. Um, and that's pretty yep. much how we um, connect. Yeah, that's awesome. So what I'm hearing is you've got the different layers. You've got a you know a document, your work in progress document. So it's like your source of truth of where you are at at that time. You've got the face to face meetings that happen you know every other day ish. Um, and you've got the messaging um, on the signal as well for, you know, simpler things that can be resolved be be between meetings. Yes. Correct. Yeah. That's amazing. And uh, what have you learned about yourself during your journey with a virtual assistant and starting in your new business at the same time? I think I, I kind of believed that I needed to kick up the pants about um, posting on LinkedIn and keeping myself current. So one thing that I have learned about this process is that Monique is in the background gently nudging me to sort of say, look, your impressions are dropping. I think you should be posting twice a week. And I'm sort of like, oh, gosh, I struggle to just getting one thing out a week, let alone two. But mm. I, I think her insights and her savvy in this area even though she wasn't as conversant on LinkedIn she's incredibly proactive and so she's t touching base with you know Priya or um, yourself or you know Adam from the global teams to sort of just um, address the gaps in her knowledge and so to have somebody in the background, um, it, it's keeping me moving. I can be prone to sloth. And so I know that every day that Monique's going to come in and start working. And we do <laughs> love your honesty. <laughs> well, you know, I live by the beach and, you know, the freedom that I get from not working full time means that, you know, I might have a better interest in going for a surf than actually drop me up business so um 
I I think also is communication is is I get overexcited, and um, Monique has taught me how to slow down because there is a cultural difference, a language difference. Um, you know. Uh, Sort of, she won't get my sense of humour because of difference in generation and background. So, it's actually taught me to be quite yes. radical with Monique, because in the first couple of weeks, um, she looked like a rabbit in the headlights because I was just firing stuff, and um, you know, just talking quickly, and I just had to slow down and be very succinct about what I'm talking about rather than darting all over the place. So it's taught me that discipline of um, forward communications, not, you know, pepper her with ideas and, and so forth because um, she will work very well and autonomously if she knows that um, I'm not going to move the goalposts from one day to the next. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, obviously as business owners, we often have new ideas and things like that. Um, but it sounds like you've, you know, you've, you've seen that, that if you do jump, jump about, like that, that obviously has implications. So it's about staying really focused. And also it sounds like Monique's keeping you on your toes as well. Yes. Yeah. And, and so what do you, what do you think is the secret? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, what do you think is the secret to success with virtual assistants? For the people listening who are like pondering getting a virtual assistant, what are your thoughts? I've always, I used to teach um, to emerging photographers and the best time management tool is to delegate. Delegate to somebody that is faster at it that is less expensive than myself, understand what I and only I can do, which is, you know, sign off on the language of the messages and the posts and the articles that I write. So what Monique is doing in the background is stuff that I, A, may not have experience with, B, don't have the bandwidth, and three, I shouldn't be doing. So um, if you're... Mm. You know, and I was talking to my sister who was my first client who runs the wine house. And, you know, the first five people that I told that I was getting a virtual assistant going, oh, my gosh, I need that, I need that, I need that. And I just kept putting people onto you because people don't understand that uh, <laughs> if, you, if you outsource this, you are actually going to be effective. It's kind of a no-brainer. So as as my business grows, you know, I would like um, Monique will be more around the, you know, the account side of it or, you know, following up um, with clients and helping me run projects or I may need to get another virtual yes. for that. But um, if we delegate <laughs> the small tasks, we can get traction with the bigger ones. So, you know, for example, here's a prime example of how my business could stall. Yeah. I, it took me four days to move house and I was just underground for that four days. And, you know, like packing, yeah. moving boxes, dealing with removalists, 
um, collecting services and then getting over the exhaustion of it. If Monique hadn't been there, nothing would have happened in in the space. I would have, you know, connections to follow up with, you know, everything would have stalled. And, you know, what Monique yeah. has given me is a better work-life balance plus um, the ability to outsource um, tasks that would probably prevent me from going forward. You know, like if, if she, if I, if it was only me that had to connect to people, mm. I wouldn't have met with anyone. <laughs> I don't think, to be honest. So, um, and I know for a fact that there are so many things, like. The way Monique looks after my calendar, follows up with people, makes schedule arrangements. If they cancel, she follows up. She tells me somebody has written to you and uh, you need to respond, you know, about this particular thing. And then she'll come up with an idea of how to respond, such as what we were talking about earlier, you know, the pitch, the offer. What do I offer people in, you know, a short blurb? And, um, yes, so it... It means that it's timely response to people as well. And I just think about, you know, stuff that happens in my week to week. So Monique always knows that she can't book at that time. Yeah, yeah. That- and moving house is a big deal. I haven't done it for ages, but I get what you're saying about hey, business not stopping. So like when I go on holidays, I've like I've just been to a conference in Sydney um and and my business continues while I'm away you know the the leads are coming in the the meetings are being booked for when I get back so um I I hear what you're saying on that so Kristen if anyone's out there thinking oh I'm not sure I've been thinking about getting a virtual system but I don't know if I can make it work for me what's your advice for those business owners take the plunge because you know if I logically I would have thought that I take on a virtual assistant when I have clients, you know, or I want to lift up the business. But I started two weeks before I even started the business because um, (laughs) all the money that I'm spending now, it would be paid off uh, a month's worth of a virtual assistant part-time would be paid off in the very first job that I take. And that would be a small job. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of, you know, it, it's a decision to see how it works. And as you said to me when I first approached it, I, I just, because I'm unemployed, I don't have any other clients. What happens if nothing comes through? Yeah. And I'm running out of money. You know, I'm going mm. backwards. And, you know, mm. the flexibility that you said, you know, that you can stop it after three months. Or, or whatever, you know, with enough notice, mm. um, was kind of I can take this on, and if, if for some reason it just doesn't land, you know, what I offer for services, then you know I can just try a different tack. But um, the other um, advantage for me yeah. was the fact that we interviewed three virtual assistants before I chose the person that was the best fit for me. And that means that I would not stop working with Monique because I'd hate to lose her, you know, because she'd have to go and find another business to work for. And so, you know, uh, if anything, you know, I'm probably going to increase it over time. Also to be brave, 
because what I sense from other people is that they're not comfortable with passing off parts of their business. So, for example, I went to a um, session with Global Sisters and that supports women in business. And one piece of advice that one of the entrepreneurs was given is you don't have to do everything. If you want to lift up your business, you've got to outsource parts. Mm. And, you know, as a photographer, I've always been happy to employ assistants and therefore I see the value in in having assistants um, in a photography shoot and I've just transferred that to somebody that can help me out in my business. Yeah, amazing. So, Kristen, you've added a lot of value today. I'm sure you've got people thinking. How can people contact you? Um, so the best way I describe what I do um, is uh, via my website, but most importantly, um, just look me up under LinkedIn, under design-edu or Kristen Clark. Awesome. And we'll put those links in the show notes as well. So, Kristen, do you have any final words? Just a big thank you um, for, for me to know that Monique supported and that I'm supported uh, through the business uh, is a point of difference for what you offer. So I had no idea that I would get clients this early in the piece and um, it's also opened up my world in terms of who I can work with outside of education. So, um, you know, for any business if it's not LinkedIn or it's not a Facebook strategy, it's just somebody to help you out with the business that can free you up to have a better work-life balance. Yeah. Well, it's an absolute pleasure and congratulations on being so brave, especially at the start of your business. Thank you. 